Hello, everyone. I'm Al Grego, and this is the Yes, We Are Open podcast. Etobicoke, Ontario, a former city in Toronto's West End, now part of the city of Toronto thanks to amalgamation in 1998. Etobicoke has a highly diversified population of just over 365,000 known for its lush green spaces, waterfront, and proximity to downtown Toronto. There's plenty to do in Etobicoke, from shopping at Sherway Gardens, to watching the thoroughbreds at Historic Woodbine Racetrack, to amusement parks, biking trails, not to mention a rich indigenous history in the area known as Old Mill. Full disclosure, Etobicoke is also the location of Moneris' head office. Today, I'm in North Etobicoke, at the Toronto Congress Centre, I was invited to attend a special event called Landscape Ontario Congress, Canada's largest trade show for landscape professionals. I have no idea what to expect, but the first thing that strikes me is the parking lot. Not only is it full, but I'd say it's filled by about 95% large pickup trucks. I can't begin to explain how odd this looks in the city, especially as I drive my tiny Kia Rio around these large vehicles in search of an available parking space. Toronto Congress Centre is a large convention facility with over 1 million square feet of space for shows, conventions, galas, and meetings. It's the largest facility of its kind in Canada, and among the top 10 in North America. As I walk in and register for my badge, I can see why this show needs the space. See, I'm used to tech conferences where booths usually consist of some tables and displays with screens to show off the latest software or technology. But what I'm witnessing here is something else. From bulldozers and excavators to skid steers to industrial lawnmowers, all in pristine gleaming condition. It's like someone took my childhood Tonka toys and blew them up to life size. Then I turn a corner and I see massive swimming pools on display on their sides. Gazebos, sheds, turf, plants, trees, irrigation and lighting systems. It's everyone's backyard fantasies in one large building. So much to look at. And is this typically the size of the show? Yeah. Or? yeah. This is like we do the whole building. Yeah. So the only way for us to expand would be to take over the North Building. Right. That's my friend Ian. He's the one who invited me. He works for the organization responsible for this show. And the subject of this week's story, Landscape Ontario. That show was back in January. It's April now, and I've arrived at the headquarters of Landscape Ontario in Milton, Ontario, right off the 401. It's a new building with an impressive large circular garden out front, as you might expect. As I walk into the building, I'm first greeted by a large, stunning living wall featuring over 1,400 tropical plants. Hello. Good day, sir. Then I'm greeted by Ian. He leads me into the offices and introduces me to Joe. Hey. Hello. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing, Joe? Doing really good. Good to see you again. Good to see you. Then Joe and I head upstairs and we settle in for our interview. Hey, my name is Joe Salemi. I'm the executive director here at Landscape Ontario. 
When did the Landscape Ontario start? Way back. Like we're talking 1973 okay. is when Landscape Ontario started. It was the uh, culmination of a few years of disagreements and battles between three different organizations. Okay. Um, we had the nurserymen at the time. Okay. Uh, you know, maybe not the term we would use today, but that's the term they used back then. Uh-huh. The uh, Landscape Contractors and the um, Grounds Management Contractors Association. And they all came together and said, we need a unified voice and uh, we need one association, not three, uh, trying to achieve the goals of the industry. So they came together and they created the Landscape Ontario Horticultural Trades Association. Did all those three organizations merge or was it a brand new organization? It was a merger, but they created a brand new organization out of that. Okay. All three were represented on the board of directors. Um, they all had equal representation. And that is pretty well how the association is represented today. We just right. happen to have a whole lot more subsectors of just those three. Right. Was this always your location or uh, when did you move here? We originally had a, uh, an office in Mississauga um, on Matheson Boulevard. And in the uh, late 80s, um, the board of directors came across this property. Mm-hmm. It was a nursery back then. Okay. And they made the uh, the decision to buy property, which is not typical of right. associations. Yeah. They made the difficult decision back then to spend, you know, it was a lot of money back then to buy 50 acres uh, here yeah. in Milton. Back then, that would have been an incredible amount of money for the association. But it's proven to be just incredible for Landscape Ontario, the fact that we have this property now. So when did you join uh, Landscape Ontario? <laughs> it was April 1st, 2020. Like, oh, pretty, so pretty new. <laughs> Fairly uh, three years. Uh, it was two weeks after the world shut down. So you joined when we were already all locked down. You got it. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So kind of a baptism by fire. For sure. Jumped right in. Mm-hmm. Um, there was uh, no time to really kind of stop and understand what the organization was about. Luckily, I already knew mm-hmm. most of the staff here and I knew what the association was about and the foundational principles. And, you know, I was already living and breathing the values of the culture within the association. You know, I started out in the uh, not-for-profit space the early 2000s. I started with the Canadian Nursery Landscape Association and uh, I started out, um, you know, doing their newsletters and updating their website and communications in general and that kind of stuff. And uh, really within a short period of time, uh, especially at a small not-for-profit, you get a ton of experience. Everything from government advocacy uh, with uh, federal government ministries to negotiating big uh, affinity program discounts with like the likes of John Deere and General Motors, mm-hmm. corporately. Some, yeah, some big companies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hi, I'm Heather McRae, Director of Trade Shows and Events at Landscape Ontario. Uh, when did you join uh, Landscape Ontario? I joined uh, Landscape Ontario 11 years ago, mm-hmm. 2012. So before you were here, what were you doing? So I started my career in the financial industry, and I had opportunity to join a show company that produced shows across Canada as a coordinator. And I took a leap of faith Mm -hmm. as a very junior, as I when I went in, uh, mailing mailing packages and working for salespeople. And I worked in an organization that there were a number of people looking to retire, and they were willing to teach. So I had on the job training. 
And they started to teach me about shows and planning of events. And I was there for 15 years. And then I moved over to an independent organization, Cottage Life. You might be familiar with the show and the magazine. And I ran their shows. And then I met a gentleman by the name of Tony, who's Mm -hmm. since retired. And he encouraged me to come over to the world of Landscape Ontario. So I've been here ever since. We're uh, almost 3,400 member companies today. What types? Yeah, so uh, we're covered across 10 uh, occupational sectors, mm-hmm. um, from landscape lighting to irrigation, mm-hmm. grounds maintenance, uh, turf management, which includes fertilization and pesticides, uh, those kinds of things. Um, we have the nurseries, we have independent garden centers, landscape contractors. So everything in the value chain yeah. of landscape, including the suppliers mm-hmm. that would supply product and service to yeah. the industry. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Landscape Ontario Congress. That is our biggest event, event. all year long. Yeah. It is the, uh, the premier landscape trade show and conference in the country. So I knew nothing about Landscape Ontario and I was brought up in a world that I was told that don't ever go to the trade show, stay on the consumer side because trade shows will disappear given that there's the websites and internet. So don't go there, Heather. So when I went to Landscape Ontario Congress, I um, actually interviewed at the show. That was the timing of it. And I showed up uh, to meet Tony and I saw the first hall and I thought, oh, this is okay. Then I saw the second hall. Then I saw the third hall. And I said, this is for me because I... I like big shows. I want the the big monsters to deal with. Well, you don't get much bigger than, than having black backhoes and no. yeah. pools and, and yeah, yeah. gazebos. Yeah, so my eyes lit up and I found a show guide and I started to study as fast as I could. So when was the first Congress? The very first one uh, was in 1973. So we just celebrated our 50th. Oh, so right away for year one. Yeah, year yeah. one, the association hosted a uh, trade show. You know, uh, things were a lot different back then. Sure. It went from being hosted in a uh, hotel conference room to a ballroom to moving to uh, Hamilton at what was or is the uh, Sheridan Hotel. And it moved from the Sheridan to Cops Coliseum uh, and took over wow. Cops Coliseum. And then it grew uh, beyond Cops Coliseum and it went to the uh, Metro Toronto Convention Center. And uh, from there, we moved it to the Toronto Congress Center. It's really good because of it being an association. Mm -hmm. Our membership, they're out promoting the show for us all the time. They're very proud of the show. It is the flagship event for Canada, maybe North America. You know, there are some other ones within that group that we, uh, you know, look towards at what they're doing. But are we well known across, example, the equipment world? Yes. If you're in landscape, you've got to be at Congress. You need to be there. So that's a nice thing. Um, A good example is Kubota, who is one of our largest exhibitors, pays us a wonderful compliment that they actually perform higher at our show than they do at the farm show. And when you think about what their equipment is, the smaller equipment that they bring to our show with landscape, it actually is a higher performing event for them, which is, yeah, pretty impressive. How does that start? When does that start? Um, Now, I mean, it takes a year Mm -hmm. to uh, really plan and sell that show and get all the logistics put in place. Like it, it's really a year long planning. Yeah. So the, the events team is already on it. Our salespeople are already selling the show. And from what I understand, the uh, floor space is already 50% sold out. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here we are in April. Yeah. So I mean, the vendors see the value in it. Yeah. And um, we put a, a sales deadline at the end of November. And for this past year, we found that 
when we did that, we instantly got a waiting list. Mm-hmm. And even we tried to get as many of the, uh, the exhibitors in as possible. And we still ended up with a waiting list of over 30 companies. Wow. Yeah. Try to provide us some context then. When you first started, how many vendors did you have? We had two major halls at that time. So there was about 270 vendors. Okay. Uh, this year we had, um, not our highest number, close, 430 vendors. So we, we grew over that amount of time. Yeah. And what would you say is would be kind of the biggest change from between then and now in terms of what these shows bring? So what uh, the show we decided to bring to the show was mm-hmm. uh, more on-site feature style areas. Mm-hmm. So we included free education. We do run a conference with 40 sessions that you can buy a conference pass, but we recognize that our attendees Some of them want education, but don't necessarily, A, can afford to purchase that conference pass, or B, are interested in being in classrooms. They want to be out on the floor. So we introduced on-floor demonstrations and feature areas for more attendee engagement. The number one is probably the networking opportunities. Mm -hmm. You know, over time, Landscape Ontario has evolved a community that's based on the foundation of sharing Mm -hmm. to exist for mutual benefit. And so... The idea is that um, when we get in a room and, you know, you have a bunch of contractors or nurseries that are talking, that they all share what they do. The one way that um, a contractor might be doing something could completely revolutionize the way that another company would do something. So it goes back to early days of Landscape Ontario when uh, there was a volunteer that made every single meeting no matter what. Mm -hmm. And uh, when asked why, he said, you know, in a room of 10 people, if I share one idea... I get nine back. Right. So why wouldn't I continue to come to these meetings and share as much as I possibly can? Because I'm going to get nine times what I share back. Mm -hmm. So that community and that uh, foundational spirit has just permeated through Landscape Ontario. We really embrace that. Up next, for 50 years, Landscape Ontario has served their member companies well. What happens when their tentpole event, the Landscape Ontario Congress, can't take place? How will they continue? Stay tuned to find out. You're listening to Yes, We Are Open. Landscape Ontario is a non-profit trade association that has been supporting horticultural professionals in the province of Ontario for the past 50 years, providing education, advocacy, and networking opportunities to its members. Their marquee event each year is the Landscape Ontario Congress, the largest such trade show in Canada. So what happens when the pandemic threatens to prevent the event from happening for two years in a row? Let's find out. What would have been the biggest struggle for Landscape Ontario? It sounds really odd to say and almost guilty in a way, but Mm -hmm. um, the pandemic was really good for landscape contractors and nurseries. There was historic demand for Mm -hmm. landscape and garden services. There just was. People were spending time at home, you know, working from home and couldn't travel. So they would spend money on their yards. And we're incredibly appreciative for that. But um, it did create quite a few challenges for landscape and nurseries, Mm -hmm. uh, those companies, especially in the way of skilled labor. Yeah, right. an incredible amount of demand and as a result of the pandemic what we were finding is that uh, older generations were retiring out they were taking packages and then there just wasn't the same infill of people coming in 
uh, as there was leaving and um, it created an incredible shortage. Like I had a crisis level. Right. We had a significant amount of companies that would uh, call us and say they don't know what to do because they've got all this work booked out and contracted but there was no way that they could possibly fulfill it because they just didn't have the amount of people. Right. For some positions on a crew, yeah, you could show up and there could be casual labor positions where you know you don't need a heck of a lot of training, you know, safety training for sure. But there are positions within a landscape company that take quite a bit of skill. Yeah. And there's a massive, massive shortage when it comes to those skilled positions in masonry, carpentry, machine operators, all those kinds of positions just a massive, massive shortage. And that's something that we continue to work on today. It just, it hasn't gone away. Yeah. I mean, were there any moments where this organization thought, well, we can't continue, or if, if it goes any longer, we won't be able to continue? We made the uh, decision early on that no matter what, um, we were going to do our darndest to make sure that we didn't let anybody go as a result of the pandemic. So you didn't lay anyone off? We didn't lay anyone off. Uh, and in fact, the uh, first week that I started, we got quite a sizable grant from the Ministry of Labor through the Skills Development Fund to work on the skilled labor crisis that we were experiencing. As a result, we ended up hiring 11 people right away. And through the course of the pandemic, you know, I was I was like the 21st staff person with Landscape Ontario. Yeah. Today, we're 44. So you basically doubled. Yeah. In the last couple. That's right. Yes. That's great. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's talk about your flagship event, Congress. I yeah. mean, we've talked already about how integral that is to your, your calendar every year. What happened that first, you know, in 2020? What, what did you do? 2020, we were fortunate because we, we ran Congress, mm -hmm. but it was 2021. Mm -hmm. We knew we weren't going to be able to run it uh, in person. Right. And so um, we had figured out a, a virtual platform and we were uh, referring to it as Congress Redefined. Congress is 46% of the profits of Landscape Ontario. So yes, it was a real time for hardship here in the association. And all of our membership and all of our staff understand the importance of the profits from the event. The profits really go to paying overheads on staff, but also special projects, special funds that we contribute to. So massive blow for the association. So we did have to decide the first year we recognized we needed to do a virtual event. So yeah. we rallied. And we did it. We hated it. It was hard. Yeah. It was the biggest learning curve for all of us, for people that are in the business of face-to-face -to, -face, to be in that position. Very difficult. Our membership stepped up in such a big way. They all purchased virtual space. They didn't know about it either, but they did it just to support the association because they understood what was going to happen with the profits. Could we ever match what Congress did? No. Was it's almost felt like the members made a donation <laughs> to right. the association. Then the following year, we were we had an in person event booked, right? Twenty twenty two. That's right. Yeah. And uh, a month before, uh, Omicron reared its ugly head, yeah. and uh, we had a significant amount of our exhibitors that started uh, backing out. Mm -hmm. And initially, when we started selling the twenty twenty two show. We were saying that we we're going to fully guarantee the show. So if we couldn't go on for any reason, mm -hmm. we were going to offer full refunds. Mm -hmm. 
and we had sold out the floor. Yeah. You know, we had done about two million dollars worth of sales, and uh, a month before we canceled the show. Yeah, that was it was devastating. Yeah, I bet. yeah. We had a sold out show, wall to wall. December 17th, we were to open on January 6th. Yeah. The government shut us down. Yeah. It hurt, <laughs> but yeah. it happened. And it was, um, I would say for all of our exhibitors, our membership, um, our staff, it was a real grieving process that everybody had to go through because you work all year and build something that now can't perform. And honestly, our, our industry did so well through the pandemic. The companies wanted to market themselves somewhere. Sure. That's yeah. what they really wanted to do. Yeah. And then we went through the process of issuing all those refunds. Yeah. And we issued about a million and a half dollars worth of refunds, which put us in a position for that fiscal year. For the first time in Landscape Ontario's history, we ended the year with a deficit, the better part of $400,000 deficit. We're a large organization and everybody's involved in Congress, but we're a small team that really is responsible for it. And that team that I watched them put their heart and souls into it, that was the big heartbreak to see that happen because any any event planner just wants to see their event come to life. Sure. So that was a tough piece of it. So this year, the, the one that I attended yeah. was your, your first year back. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it was like, I was impressed. I loved it. It, it was great. I mean, I'm not in the industry, but I was, yeah. to me, it was like a, Life-size Tonka, <laughs> you know, yeah. all these big machines. Yeah. They're so clean. Like you don't often see these. Machines. They're never that clean, never <laughs> that ever. Clean. Yeah. In fact, even back at the equipment supplier's place, they're not that clean. Yeah. Um, but for the show, you know, they shine them extra, extra special. Yeah. This was our best attended show ever. Yeah. You know, it's three years of not being able to be in person. Everybody just wanted to be back. After canceling, you know, you would think some companies would say, you know what, we're just going to take a break from shows. Not the case at all. They were ready to rally. They really wanted to come together as a community. So from an exhibitor base, sold out show. Now the attendance. So we saw the attendance slowly growing, but we didn't see what was really coming. So the week before the show, we had a thousand people registering a day. The day before the show, 2,000 people registered. So we ended up with over 17,000 people. The show has never seen those numbers before. It was so thrilling. And really what I think that was, yes, the show and the products and, and all of those pieces, but there's a landscaping community that just wanted to come together yeah. because they went through such an amazing experience. Yeah. Like they all did really well during that time. Yeah. So they wanted to come together and they wanted to celebrate. And let's face it, they all made money during that, yeah. that period. You know, things have slowed down a little bit now, but during that time. So when they all came together and from a staff perspective, volunteers perspective, a membership perspective, there was this whole sense of relief because of the two years of the profits that yeah. the association lost. Let's talk about the awards just for a second. So. Thank you. Uh, good evening, everybody. After two years of presenting Landscape Ontario's Award of Excellence virtually, we're finally together. Yeah. It was quite the gala. Yeah. <laughs> it was really cool seeing all these 
videos of these amazing projects and stuff. Uh, have there always been awards in the 50 years of the Congress? Um, there hasn't always. I think they started about, uh, th- I would say, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And they started off very small, not what you saw this year. So it was a very small, maybe meeting room or maybe at a restaurant where they presented awards. And over the years, it has just grown and grown and grown. Yeah, it looks like the Oscars for for landscaping. And and that's what we say, that it is the Oscars for landscaping. And something neat that came through the pandemic, we did that more as a video production. And there's a part of me, as much as I'm an Mm in-person person, I like the video production because then we really capture it. And it was so professionally. We had a, we had people hanging from the rafters here with a Cirque du Soleil performer, like, you know, that you can capture. And it was really, it was really neat. So that's a kind of a good thing that came out of the pandemic. We did bring it back in person this year because it's also a wonderful, as you saw, a networking, a networking piece that is in addition to the show. Landscape Ontario's Congress is a homecoming for the industry to start with. Um, We look at our demographics of attendees, and they come from all over the country. We have a number of attendees from upstate New York that come. Um, We have people from overseas that come. So, you know, it is the homecoming. It's at a time of the year where everyone is thinking about how can I get better at what I'm doing from both a business leadership perspective, technically speaking, and then looking at all the equipment and services that I need for the upcoming season, what do I need to have in order to be successful? And this show is the launch pad for all of that. Coming up after the break, we find out what the future holds for Landscape Ontario. Success in business doesn't come without moments of struggle. Moments when you had to face your challenges head on. As the proud partner of Canadian business, Moneris plays a critical role in empowering businesses with the payment processing tools they need to succeed. Together, we are building stronger businesses where business owners everywhere can stand up to their challenges without slowing down. Moneris, proud partner of Canadian business. Welcome back to Yes, We Are Open. Despite the prosperity of the past two years for their member companies, Joe Salemi and his team at Landscape Ontario had to find a way to continue to support their members while dealing with their own challenges. They were able to navigate the worst of it and now seem poised to continue to grow the organization. So what will that growth look like? Let's find out. What does the future look like for Landscape Ontario? First of all, those, say, thousand plus new members you got over the last couple of years, do you see any contraction? We haven't seen any um, contraction, but what we have seen is the growth kind of level off. Okay. You know, we were seeing 40 or 50 new members monthly mm-hmm. during the pandemic, and that's kind of plateaued to about 20 or 30 mm-hmm. uh, new members a month. When we start to look at the uh, the makeup of those companies, it, they've been in business less than five years. Yeah. They've worked for other members in the industry and have now gone into business for themselves. And where there is a, a deficit is their business understanding, their leadership uh, skill set. And so there's a tremendous opportunity for Landscape Ontario from an education and professional development perspective to be the source of learning for those new business owners uh, and for their people that they're attracting to come and work for their company. So education is going to be a massive focus for Landscape Ontario going into the future. And then doubling down on our uh, recruitment, training, and employment services. The vision back in 2018 was that Landscape Ontario is going to be the hiring hall hub of the industry in Ontario. 
And so the foundation that we've set through the funding that we've received through the Ministry of Labor um, has kind of been the uh, proof of concept okay. for that. So going forward uh, in the years to come, we want to build out Landscape Ontario where we're recruiting on behalf of industry, mm-hmm. providing base level training and then employment services. So getting those people that we've trained employed with our members of the association. That makes sense. I mean, your, your primary function here is, is the event. So we'll ask you about the future of the Congress. Like, what do you have planned for next year? Yeah. Anything exciting? Well, we do actually. So last year we did something we hadn't done before and we closed sales. So sometimes I've been at the show, moving the show in, selling a booth right on the floor. Oh, yeah. This year we closed sales. So we okay. gave them a deadline. Mm-hmm. So that built a waiting list. That waiting list is still building because we grandfather all of our original exhibitors in and then we look at what space we have left. Mm -hmm. We're now in a position where it looks like we can open up more space on the floor. So we're going to be able to grow this year Mm -hmm. for sure. There's no question about it. It won't be a huge amount. I'd like to kind of, you know, do things in small steps. The dream would be to occupy all of the square footage on the property. But um, that's small steps, small steps to get there. But yes, we will be growing this year, which is really, really exciting. Interviewing kind of a typical business, there might be questions as to expansion or franchising, but obviously this is a different animal. What does that look like for Landscape Ontario? As a not-for-profit trade association, maybe not in the same traditional vein, but um, instead we're looking at training facilities Mm -hmm. across the province to better deliver our training. Right. And so we want people in Windsor and Ottawa and, you know, north of Barrie and into Thunder Bay to be able to access training through Landscape Ontario the same way if they were in the greater Toronto area. That makes sense. Our current um, provincial government through the uh, Ministry of Labour, Immigration, Training, Skills and Development. They've taken a, a massive drive towards enhancing the awareness and engagement of those getting into the skilled trades. And we've been able to leverage those opportunities. So Landscape Ontario is now leveraging almost $4 million a year in grants through that ministry. And quite honestly, without it, we wouldn't be able to do the work in workforce development, recruiting people and training them and getting them employed without those grants. We're averaging three, 400 people a year uh, doing that. That's great, yeah. Uh, I mean, and it's very needed. Still, right? Oh, we haven't put a dent in that. You know, if I had 20,000 people today, I could get them all working. Wow. When I say 11 years, it feels like two years. So that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've uh, accomplished a lot, but I have a lot more to accomplish here. Changing from Tony retiring and Joe coming on, the part I like about that, new perspective. Right? Right. I'm getting to learn from somebody new, and that's how you grow is the right people around you and you, you take those opportunities and you try and learn from them the best way you can. So that part is really exciting about the future here. Oh my goodness. Uh, I am here until the uh, board of directors can't stand me anymore. Um, I, this is kind of my big kid dream, uh, you know, to be, uh, to be here with Landscape Ontario. Um, I love every single second of what I'm doing. They, you know, it, it doesn't come without its challenges. Um, I, uh, I had an idea of what uh, what I was getting myself into, but until you're in it, you don't really you don't really know. And now I've been in it for a little over six months, and uh, I can see it's a lot to carry. I knew it was going to be a lot of fun, um, but it's also like being a politician uh, in this position. And uh, I never thought I would consider myself a politician, but uh, through and through I am. So yeah, I love every single second of this.
Thank you so much. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Heather and Joe's Landscape Ontario open? Yes, we are open. Perfect. Thank you so much. That's the story of Landscape Ontario. I remember a time when, as Heather mentioned, it was thought trade shows were going to be a thing of the past, with the proliferation of the internet. It seems the opposite has happened. These shows have increased in number and in size. An entire industry has grown around them. I suppose we shouldn't be too surprised by this. The more connected we become, the more disconnected we feel, and the more we search for ways and reasons to gather in person. What I witnessed at the show this past January was an entire industry happy to be able to gather again. To connect, make deals, learn from each other, and yes, celebrate their successes together. There's still much work to do to regain all the talent and labor that was lost over the last few years, but I think Joe and his team are up for the task. After all, for an organization like Landscape Ontario to last half a century, it must be doing something right. It must have been built on a rock-solid foundation. The seeds of success must have been sown early. The path to performance paved in stone. See what I'm doing here? The giant pools have been filled with prosperity. Sorry, I couldn't resist. All of this is to say the future looks so bright for Landscape Ontario, they might want to consider a gazebo for shade. Okay, okay, I'll stop now. I promise. There's a phrase kids like using these days, according to my 16-year-old son, that I think is apropos to end this episode. I'm going to touch grass now. Feel free to do the same. Yes, We Are Open is a Monero's podcast production. I'd like to thank Ian, Heather, and Joe for taking the time to share their story. You can learn more about Landscape Ontario at landscapeontario.com. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn at Landscape Ontario. And on Twitter, they're at green underscore four underscore life. For more information about this podcast, visit our site, yesweareopenpodcast.com. If you'd like to support us, please write us a review on Apple Podcasts or rate us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're a Canadian small business owner or know of one with an interesting story of perseverance to tell, I'd love to help tell it. You can contact me at podcast at Tune in next week for another story of small business struggle and survival on the Yes We Are Open podcast. I'm Al Grego. Thank you for listening. Thank you.